definitely call you back later then. Come on, wrap it up. Big circle. Okay, off. you don't wrap up the circle thing. Come on. Commissioner Parker, wrap it up, please. Okay. Okay, everybody, that's a wrap. Boy, talk about on-time delivery. Walker, Walker Wilson, the executive director for the Downtown Improvement Board in Pensacola, has uh, just come into the studio perfectly on time. Walker, welcome. <laughs> and uh, I have a good friend also, another good friend, I should say, Josh Newby, who is the executive director of the Council on Aging. I got two uh, XDs here in the office with me, so it's fantastic. Josh, good welcome back. Good to have you. Thank you. Um, he's my token liberal friend. Yes, that's right. And your best <laughs> liberal friend. I'm a, well, yeah. you know, I don't want to make anybody else feel sad, but that's it. probably accurate. <laughs> you can. So you and I were briefly talking on the air before we got started here yeah. about the transgressive memorial service and that's the, right. you know, the decolonization of math and the anti-racist math and the, what was the word that they use on their website? The, the liberatory, the legacy of liberatory education with black and brown communities through anti-oppression consultation. I feel like you remember back in the day. Salad. Yeah, it is <laughs> like you know there was Dilbert. There was a Dilbert random um, uh, mission statement generator, mm-hmm. and you could just have it generate these random gibberish phrases for your business. And now it's AI doing it. it. Right, AI <laughs> just does it now. But I feel like they went to the random wokest AI Dilbert theme generator, and this is what we get. I mean, I know what these words mean, but it's it's crazy. But you've been reading about this, actually. And- yeah, yeah. I've been reading a, a great book, The Canceling of the American Mind, which is about what happens when um, liberal propensities and liberal inclinations, which I generally align with, um, overcorrect and center the identity of a person mm-hmm. too much rather than um, you know what they inherently bring to the table. Um, and there's this uh, there's this book called A Critique of Pure Tolerance by Herbert Marcuse, famous which, book, which says that you know um, tolerance favors those in power. That's right. And so, enable in order to center and amplify the voices of the marginalized, we have to repress the to- the powerful. Right. And what comes along is, of course, repression of free speech, cancellation, mm-hmm. etc. Um, but there's this idea that children will be harmed physically or emotionally harmed in a in in in, a, in an eternal way if they receive an F or if they receive a D. Mm-hmm. And I think that what these um, what these school districts miss is that children are inherently anti-fragile. You know, and if <laughs> right? You push, if you yeah. push against them, they will grow as a result. Right. And it is it, it's a, it's a cognitive distortion to believe that protecting them will somehow make them stronger when it's right. in fact the exact opposite. And and you know we see this in parenting all the time. We've become a parenting generation for maybe two generations now that views protection and helicoptering as love right. rather than letting them flourish, which we all lament what we were given as children and allowed to grow th- through. And, you know, and then we turn around and we try to prevent them from all of the experiences that gave us everything we cherish about ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's literally ruining an entire generation of people. I love that anti-fragile. Oh, and by the way, it's Marcuse. Uh- <laughs> I'll, I'll step back. I know. Just kidding. I don't care. Walker, <laughs> thoughts? I mean, this... Literally having objective truth, belief that there are answers in math and telling people that they're performing this wrong. There might be a variety of ways to perform a math operation correctly, but there are also wrong ways to perform math operations and you can get wrong answers, right? I mean, this is this shouldn't be complicated, but it is. Yeah, I know. I certainly got some wrong answers. In, in, in 
You still uh, do. And look, he's, and he still became an executive director yeah, of a right. significant agency, and he's running for other offices. Go ahead. So, but uh, yeah, I, I think I feel like we get lost in in some of this stuff and and, and try and maybe uh, make the problems bigger than they are. It's like we just really need to stick to. Um, you know what what school's all about right it's like are our kids able to read are they yeah. able to do basic math skills do they have you know are they getting the science skills they need um and we, we get on these these random topics i feel like and it's like let's just go back to the basics i mean you look at even kids here in Escambia County, and, and I've talked about this for a few years, but you, you look at these high poverty areas and their reading levels are, are half of what the rest of the county is. Right. Um, and, and so it's like, you know, I, I, it's aggravating to get kind of stuck on some of these some of these ideas that that kind of float around. And, and um, that's that is the ticket out. Yeah. I yeah. mean, right. reading and math, yep. reading and math. I, look, I want you to know history. But knowing history is probably not going to be the transformational piece of education that's going to make you wealthy in, in this county or this in this country. Yeah. And I want you to know Shakespeare, and I want you to know all of the things that make for a flourishing human being. Absolutely. Yeah. But I want you to know reading and math because that stuff will, you know, in, in a— in an economic, socioeconomic way, that'll save your life. That'll make a difference in your everyday. Yeah. Well, and you, you need to be able to read Shakespeare in, in your <laughs> right. history lesson. I mean, right. you, I mean, it's as simple as that. You but, learn to um, read, so you can read to learn. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's eight forty-five here on News Radio ninety-two-three. Uh, Jake's got traffic on the fives. That just blew my mind, dude. But you <laughs> learn to slide. read, to read to learn. Oh man. Um. Yeah. Okay. Uh. The. We're reading some road signs around here, and uh, everything looks good. I don't know. I'm just trying to segue into traffic. Um, no problems on the roadways at all at any time this morning. It's been it's been a great roll. Uh, Highway 90, if you're coming in from Milton and Pace, you're still looking good. Highway 98, surprisingly, in Gulf Breeze and Navarre is showing no slowdowns, no accidents, no uh, no backups. So if you do see anything out there, text us 437-1620. This is News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Yeah, thanks, Jake. And just one more follow-up on this I'll say is, I've known so many teachers who, I mean, I was a teacher, but I've known so many teachers who, they're not dumb, you know, they're not fools, they're well-intended, they they really want to do the right thing, and somehow or other, I think you get this sort of uh, groupthink effect where the, the this teacher is listening to this presentation on anti-racist math and is thinking, what the, yeah, <laughs> yeah. but they perceive that they're in the minority and they don't think that other teachers could also be having this same question. And because everybody's so concerned that they're going to get in trouble or be socially disapproved of or suffer adverse consequences, if they raise a question, be like, are you sure about all this nonsense? And, and so nobody says anything. And in the end, they believe that they're that, like it's this cognitive. They all believe everybody else has bought the lie. And everybody just buys the lie because and, nobody speaks up. And I think in the wake of George Floyd, of course, there there was a very well-intentioned um, approach to let's look at things that we've always assumed about the education system, the justice system, the legislative system, whatever, and see, you know, is there something happening here? Mm-hmm. Do we need to approach that? Um, and I think Which, a lot of the Which, by the way, changes, is fine. Right. I mean, you know, y- you can investigate things and look for problems that should be eliminated. Right. But sometimes you get so habituated. You sure. get so habituated to that your meaning as a person comes in finding the things to eradicate that suddenly if there's no more things to eradicate or no more serious ones, you still keep hunting. Right. And you will keep finding what you keep looking for. And it seems like a a white approach, a white solution <laughs> right. to a black problem. I wonder how black families feel about their black children 
failing math, but not really failing math. Right. Horrible, yeah. I'm sure. So one of the other things I wanted to talk about is uh, this year we – oh, actually, no, before we get to that, um, Walker – Head of the DIB, uh, executive director for the DIB. Uh, the lights are on. The lights are on. Well, the timer wasn't working last night, so Uh-oh. they were not all on last night, but okay. we're going to get that fixed today. Right. Uh, but they are on. We the had Palo a great Fox time lights. down at the uh, Christmas uh, lighting ceremony on Wednesday and had Santa and Mayor Reeves down there in the Grinch, and we had a good time. We had ton, tons of families down there uh, you know, that came out to watch and then uh, go up and down Palafox and, and go shopping as the holiday shopping season kicked off y'all know that it's like november though right yeah and still 80 <laughs> degrees outside yeah it's but not it, even here's my thing. thanksgiving yet if you see the bill for what we pay for the christmas lights you'll, you'd turn them on maybe in october so you know it's like it's what, really light the bill is really light the light bill is really light, light. No, i didn't no. mean it Good call. But no, so, so what's this thing about um, uh, leaving the lights on year-round or lights up year-round? What's yeah. that all about? Yeah, so many of the downtown businesses have been asking for this for years. And um, oddly enough, our our biggest uh, issue is squirrels chewing through the Christmas tree lights. Um, and, and the Oddly, company, that surprises me not at all, yeah. that that would <laughs> the be the big squirrels, issue. Yeah. And so, the albino what, squirrels from Bayview Park or right. other squirrels? <laughs> Um, so what we're going to do is it's just going to be from Garden to Palafox. I mean, Garden to Maine on Palafox. Okay. Um, and it's just going to be the trunks of the trees. So it's not going to be up in the canopies and everything. So it'll be a, a limited number of the lights that we leave up um, to kind of... Leave up or leave on? Leave up and on. Oh. Um, and... And you said it's going to be the trunks, not the limbs? Not not the canopies, because that's typically where they have issues with oh, uh, okay. the squirrels chewing through it, because I guess, you know, it's hanging in but their the way. The squirrels to get have to go and... through the trunk to get to I'm, I'm, I'm I not an so, arborist. I don't talk. Okay. But um, <laughs> anyway, so we're going to give it a shot and see how it goes. Uh, I know people are excited about it. Um, I, and we got we thankfully got some uh, extra funding to do so through the CRA uh, with the city. Okay. And the DIB also contributed more money than we have in the past for this as well. Okay, so we're going to have year-round trunk lights, and then for the Christmas season, the, the canopy lights will be back on. Right. Okay, which is not because you don't want to have the canopy lights on, but because you don't want to leave them up because of the squirrels and all of that. Right, yeah, okay. the maintenance just gets too costly. You learn something every single day. <laughs> squirrel talk here on News Radio <laughs> right. 3. Informative, local, squirrel, biology, squirrel. squirrel. <laughs> yeah. Um, the debates. Did y'all watch the debates. the debate? The, the debate. Did you watch the debate? I did. And? Um, <laughs> as a non-Republican, I, I, right, what was your, you know, what was your I, opinion? I continue to like Nikki Haley more and more, and I told yeah. my wife, uh, who was for some reason watching it with me, that if she was the nominee, I think I would seriously consider voting for her. Versus I don't know if Biden. I, uh, correct. I don't know if I ultimately would, but I would seriously consider it. Of course, she's not going to be the nominee, but she strikes me as the only sensible adult in the room. I used to really like Tim Scott. I don't think he's going to go much further. He is just he's just a persona non grata on TV. Um, but I think Nikki Haley brought it. I, no, I agree. I think she's been showing very well, and this was her best showing yet, especially yeah. you know crushing Vivek Ramaswamy in several yes. different ways over yes. his missteps and his you know incompetent foreign policy creepiness. views. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> creepiness. Sorry. I still, I still think she could have won the whole debate by saying instead of um, you, you're scum. Yeah. should have instead said, "Why are you watching my oh, newly yeah. married, beautiful Indian daughter on TikTok?" True. <laughs> you always yeah. think about it in the shower the day yeah. after what you should have said <laughs> in the right. argument. That's exactly it. Um, but I, yeah, she. I mean, I, I think she has a chance, a very low chance to become the nominee. If if you have DeSantis and her and Trump, mm-hmm. 
I think they still split and Trump wins. But I think that there's a chance either one of them maybe could beat Trump, depending on what happens between here and then. But I agree with you. I think she would trounce Biden. Yes. I think DeSantis yeah. would trounce Biden. Uh, you know, recent polling indicates that Trump could also beat Biden, but it's a much more dicey uh, proposition. What do you think of the debate, yeah. Walker? I missed it. I watched, uh, I, I think, the first two, and um, I, I missed the one the other night. But Nikki Haley is is impressive, and um, especially now. I mean, I guess she's she's run before. Maybe she. I've just seen her, um, you know, in the past, and um, and I think she's been very impressive throughout this campaign season, and so. It, it, it just feels a little bit like it's going to be the, the Trump-Biden show again, and mm-hmm. then uh, whatever RFK Jr. can you know, pull we lo- away. We love nothing like uh, a remake. That's right. <laughs> yeah. so, um, but we'll, you know, we'll see. But I, I, she has been very impressive, and I would imagine you know, if, if Trump were to win and, and go on to, to be the president, you know, I'm sure there's probably some, some place for her in the administration if that's the case. Yeah, I think she hasn't yeah. made herself impossible to be compatible right, with. Right. And clearly, Vivek Ramaswamy is, is auditioning for Trump. I mean, uh, that's yeah. obvious. Uh, what what position he wants within the Trump administration, if he does become mm-hmm. the nominee and win, is, I think, yet unclear. He'd probably enjoy being press secretary most of oh, anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, he probably he wants the, more he actual the presence power. for it. Yeah. You know? But it's so, funny that we haven't at all ma- mentioned Chris Christie. Who? Right. The guy who won, the guy who threatens China with nuclear war to prevent yeah. invasion yeah. of Taiwan. Gift, gifted stuff there. Uh, um, I wanted to ask you about Biden though, because I read. You know, I don't pay as much attention to liberal uh, viewpoints as you do, but I have seen some. And Axelrod, David Axelrod, mm-hmm. you know, former advisor to the president Obama, had raised the. You know, hey, look, you need to get out. And uh, you know, Ramaswamy had this line where he said, "Stop pretending that Biden is going to be your nominee. It's not going to happen. That's a bit much." Do you think there's any chance Biden doesn't run for office? I, I I mean, unless he dies, you know, or unless there's just a major, major health complication that they can't hide. Not voluntarily. Right, not voluntarily, yeah. exactly. And, I mean, who's who's next in line? Kamala Harris. Right. I, I can't see her, you know, championing the, the liberal banner on a national stage. I The liberal, I mean, and then uh, Gavin Newsom, right? It would sort mm-hmm. of fall to Gavin Newsom, right. who I have my own problems with. There, there is no liberal bench, but to be fair, there's not really a conservative bench beyond Trump. Well, I mean, we have fielded a good solid two hmm. candidates <laughs> out of a field of 12 so far. Sure, sure. Plus Doug Burgum, who's still running ads but can't qualify for the debate stage. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't see um, you know Biden stepping down to, to not run unless, again, um, something, something happens with his health or um, he passes away, but... Uh, and and who? And By who the way, is we're, not, person, we're not. Right? Who, who is we're not. We're mentioning person? that, but not like we really hope that doesn't happen because we care right, about the yeah, president. Yeah. Nobody wants to see a president die. So uh, let's just be clear. We're on yeah. the radio. We're just That's you know right. nobody accuses. Well, you know the Pensacola Morning News was indulging in. No, yeah. we're not. Absolutely not. No, anyway, no, go ahead, Walker. But yeah, and, and it's like who is on the bench? Who who can who can take that uh, you know torch and run it across the finish line and win? And I, I don't know that they've got anybody at this this point in time that can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and it'd be late to make up the gap of, of awareness yeah. right yes. i mean gavin newsom is clearly the you know next best other mm-hmm. right um but even him i mean i th- i think that governor DeSantis, even though he has been out and known and you know he is still somebody had asked me the other day you know why doesn't he poll better and i said well okay first of all you have i mean trump is you know sucking up all of the oxygen mm-hmm. you know electorally so to speak but also i still think that probably the vast majority of americans if you just went jaywalking and asked people on the street you know and say you know Who's Ron DeSantis? I think 75% of people have never heard of him. 
Right. Would be my guess. Mm-hmm. Likely voters might run more like 50%, but the point is they still have no idea who he is. He's a governor of Florida. Yeah. You know, he's not a national name, even though those of us in politics are like, what do you mean? He's, well, he's right. not, just That's to fair. the average person. Uh, just like Gavin Newsom would not be, just like Nikki Haley is not. You know, these people haven't been around in the public, in the big news, right. all, long enough for that to be the case. In political circles, among conservatives, sure. But, you know, among the everybody, no. Yeah. So who do they know? Well, everybody knows who Trump is. Everybody knows who Biden is. Right. Uh, 856 on News Radio 92.3. Jake's got traffic on the fives. Uh, nothing really to speak of this morning. No accidents that we had in, uh, at all at any time this morning. We didn't have any slowdowns. Uh, everything's looking good. If you're coming into town from Milton and Pace, you're good. 98, Gulf Breeze and Navarre. If you got to get around town today, you're going to be okay. And I-10 and I-110 checking in clear. Uh, during a normal day, if you have any traffic info to report, you can always text me at 437-1620. Happy Veterans Day, everyone. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. And Marine's birthday. And birthday Marine's birthday, yes. Marine Corps, so we appreciate all of that. Um <laughs> I don't know, Josh. I was I was feel towards the funnier topics with you, but I, okay. I, I mean, Alabama is now looking to follow Louisiana and several other states and require ID for porn online. Like you cannot go <laughs> online and look at naked people um, in a non-artistic context, okay, uh, without giving some kind of age verification test. And what that might look like exactly is still to me a little bit unclear. But um, and this, you know, I, I guess this would only apply to you know. I don't know, porn retailers online. I don't know exactly what the distinctives mm. here, but there are a lot of ways we'll you can do see some research. Naked. Yeah, though. no, I'm going to pass. <laughs> but I mean, I, I think most of your social media and most of your Google searching, you can find a lot of stuff if you're trying. Right. Okay. Right. And even if you're not trying. Um, but, you know, the argument being look, we restrict people from purchasing it in person. Sure. Why wouldn't we try to restrict access to it by at least minors? Uh, good idea. Plausible idea. Ooh, that's a. Sticky one, Andrew. I don't know. Walker, I'll, I'll pass this one to you. <laughs> oh, so you're in favor of children having access to... I think children are going to find a way, yeah. and I think that... Um, how do you draw the line between artistic and non-artistic? Obviously, you know it when you see it. Um, I, I, I worry... Seen a lot of it then? I, <laughs> I worry about any sort of government encroachment into... Um, regulating speech. I get that this is an age regulation and we do it with driving and all that stuff, but I don't know. I'm sort of a free speech absolutist. I, I, I understand the viewpoint and the accessibility some way or other right. and, you know, how good is government at doing this? I, it just feels like, man, if I, I will say this. I, I think a lot of people might consume porn who, if they feel like there's their identity tied to it in any way, might not so much. You know, like it might actually, instead of discouraging children, might actually discourage mm. adults, you know, who just don't want to. Well, then they, they don't want any say. chance that they could be outed as porn consumers online. I mean, this is just, I mean, and this is why, just briefly, this is why we need younger people in government because oh, yeah. the old folks don't know how this works. You could just use a VPN to get around that. Which is so exactly easily. the argument. They'll use right. a way to get around. Walker? I, I, you know, if there's a way to put a roadblock in, in front of kids accessing something like that, I guess that's a, a positive. But it, will it work fully? Definitely not. Will it Will it genuinely keep them yeah. away from lurid material? Seems unlikely. And, you know, I hate to be I, I, I hate to be the guy who says, you know, it's already a wash everywhere. How much difference can this make? But right. maybe, I don't know, maybe this is a small, I, I don't think philosophically you can oppose it. Yeah. But it would be practical, you know, more yeah. so. And also the concern about government intrusion is a, at least a fair one. Josh and Walker, thanks for the time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
Listen on air at 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620. News Radio 92.3, WNRP, Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.